Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet play-in. Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ, for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that makes me your C. Oh, oh, your favorite chubby panda-like human. They call me Charlie. You can call me the C. Oh, oh, John, happy comic book day. Charlie, happy comic book day to you, sir. And a happy comic book day to everyone watching and listening. And I'll tell you this. If you dig the episode at any point or just into that comic book content, feel free to drop a like, follow, subscribe, or comment. That kind of rhymed. We accept all forms of tribute. Charlie. That's just a fact. What the hell's going on by you, kid? You know, crushing, crushing depression. And I'm not sure if you, so everyone a little behind the scenes, John sees a tiny window of me at all time. So, so when that video's playing, that awesome introductory video, John sees what's going on. And what he just saw it 10 ain't seconds pretty. ago it ain't was pretty. me like this. <laughs> because I did not hear the audio, so uh, I had to load it on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch because we're available on all three to make sure that for whatever goddamn reason the computer decided, hey Charlie, fuck you. I, I Life's was not gonna stressful say, enough. Charlie had that glimmer, that glisten of panic sweat just pop, pop, popping on his forehead. I gotta tell you the truth, Charlie. It looks kind of healthy on you. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> hating it. It is my um, main workout, just panic well, and it, anxiety. You definitely panic burned a bunch of calories just there, but all's well that ends kind of not too terrible. <laughs> um, I will say this. The same way that you were fumbling around on the undercarriage of your little bat cave there, um, that's sure. how I was on my remote control, on my mouse, on my keyboard, because... What do they say? Murphy's Law. If something bad can happen, it's going to happen. Whoever this fucking Factual. Murphy is, I'm going <laughs> to find him, and I'm going to beat the living bejesus out of that dumb dumb. Because <laughs> the truth is, when I have nothing on the agenda, when I'm feeling totally fine and healthy, when the calendar pages have dust on them because I'm not turning them over for any goddamn good reason... Nothing is still going on. It's just fine. It's basically like I live in the National uh, History Museum, right? But the second that you have something going on, the second that your schedule is chock full of goodness, and you're like, yay, today's going to just fly. Yeah, that's when all the best shit that you want to experience is all happening at the same damn time. Because Charlie... Just yes. on one hand, when I'm reading about the new Daredevil series Woo! that's coming to the Marvel pages, I'm like, oh, that's super great. I can't wait to get excited. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, also as well as Attack on Titan is wrapping up. So you better make sure that you're all caught up. Otherwise, you're going to get gobbled up and walls be damned. They don't give a shit about walls. You're like, oh, no, I got to do it. I got to do it. And then, just then... Your phone blows up. Actually, every fucking Apple device that you own all <laughs> blows up at the same time because of woof is a real thing. Um, 
Then they're like, hey, John, have you watched the new episode of Boba Fett? Have you seen the new book of Boba Fett? Have you watched it? Have you watched it? Have you watched it? No, I haven't watched it. I'm doing a million goddamn things. And just as I'm like, uh, doing all that juggling, just like Charlie reaching in the undercarriage over there, uh, then I'm like, you know what? How could things possibly get more chock full of nerdy goodness? I'm like, ah, oh, you know what, John? You need to, you gotta relax a little bit. You're 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 like at a, a twelve, and you need to be at a seven. Your doctor says so. You know, so you go over to the kitchen, you take a couple of deep breaths, you open up the cabinet. You're like, yeah, you know what? This is not really a coffee time. This is more of a tea time so let me see what i got in the tea cabinet uh we have blueberry uh we've got raspberry we have ginseng hmm we've got some sleepy time there's some green tea green tea with lemon oh green tea with lemon and honey liver disaster ginger with honey ginger without honey vanilla almond white truffle blueberry chamomile vanilla walnut that'll kill charlie and constant comment don't forget the earl gray and if even a second, for a second, you recognized that tea-infused diatribe, look at Charlie's t-shirt, you're daggone right. Because that means that none other than Ramona Flowers Ooh. herself Ooh. is headed to a galaxy far, far away. But not a long time ago, right Damn! Now Charlie, drop some knowledge on him about about how yeah, I became yeah. a man a third time watching Scott Pilgrim versus the Charlie, World. Charlie, Charlie, legitimately times? ordered from Amazon.ca just in the hopes that this rollerblading ninja girl would show up at his god dang door. Ramona I mean, flowers, I like folks. Ramona flowers. Come into Star Wars. There are times in life where, where for some reason, people feel the need to like double or triple down, right? So there's there's just this theory I have where it's like, oh, you love you 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 love the Mandalorian now. You love Star Wars. Hey, how about Danny Trejo showing up in the Book of Boba Fett? That's how I felt when they were like, hey, Charlie, are you definitely watching? Uh, Ahsoka, like the second it comes out, are you gonna be up at three oh one in the morning East Coast time, like a little nerd? Just yeah. oh, Rosario Dawson, take me away with your two bladed glory. I know a they governor the, was gonna come after you with that shit. They feel the need to be like, if one big nostril isn't enough, how is one of your absolute favorite actresses? You talking about uh, Jabba? Because Jabba's <laughs> nostril issue, I will not have you nostril shame. Jabba the Hutt. Hasn't he been through enough? Naturally, Charlie is talking about Miss Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Again, most of Ooh, you Say nerds, it again. Say it again, but slow. I, 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 you're going to have to watch the, the playback, Charlie. We need the views. She is indeed joining the Star Wars world, and specifically, she is joining the cast of Ahsoka. The best non-Jedi Jedi out there, quite frankly. And really... She should put a full snarl. She should put on like that ugly, uh, mean face that Rocky Balboa had when he's oh, throwing it to the body right and left. Because 
when they're like, oh yeah, Ray, Ray, she's the she, you know, she she's the best female uh, with a you know, with a lightsaber. She was the uh, full character arc. Yeah, maybe open up your eyes, <laughs> listen to a couple of nerds like us, and realize that no, 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 Ray was not the first lady to the party. Ahsoka was doing it since day one. Throw down with Vader. What will you? I'm so excited, dude. I'm so excited. I mean, also, like, she's also one of those characters that made the quickest transition from worst character ever. Like, when she was introduced in the the Clone Wars movie that went to theaters, they look like like wooden soldiers (laughs) but animated. That fucking character... I was I was every annoying Twitter asshole. Yeah, rolled no, you're into pretty annoying. One it's true. Because that character fucking stunk, and the rehab job they did on her, real goddamn Dude, best. She had a glow up, like like she had four gentlemen show up at her door and take her to like the, the fanciest pants uh, uh, store uh, out there. Like they did a full pretty woman on her. But like the Star Wars version, like, oh, here's not one lightsaber, here's two. Like, she had the best glow up. But again, this is about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. As uh, Ellis himself says, M-E-W, Mew. Uh, and Charlie, uh, uh, Charlie, uh, Ellis asks, oh, uh, she's one of your favorite actresses. Mm, gee, I don't know why. Pull up that I-M-D-B, will you? She is the bomb dot. Come forget about she just Scott is Golden. fucking awesome. I mean, she is just I mean, birds of prey, Gemini. I mean, I'm clearly just going down the list. Love, death, and robots. Uh, all about Nina, uh, the Fargo TV series. So I'm like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And then I'm like, two seconds into it, best show freaking ever. Um, what else? What else? Brain Dead, the TV series, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, what else? Swiss Army Man, which is another one of those concepts, would not have gotten out of the elevator if I was producer. Thank goodness for everybody that I was not, especially Harry Potter. Um, what else? What else? Um, Kill the well, Messenger. He... Uh, um, even a, a Good Day to Die Hard, which is like one of those franchises that should have ended six or seven movies ago. Yeah. Uh, she was still the the best performers are still great. Even in doo-doo productions, that's Mew, as Ellis so affectionately referred to as, which I well, kind of like, and I'm going to be adopting. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ellis. And I love that he like threw it out like just to get to his point of clearly he seems unimpressed with her. Um, but now Mew is going to take over. I'm going to add a Mew, Mew to this shirt tonight. Uh, what I love about her, especially I have an in idea. this... In this part of her career, what I really love is she only works on projects that that interest her. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it hasn't always been the case. You can see on that IMDb where her agent was like, this will be good for you. You should do this type of role. Hmm. She talks about in interviews now how she was constantly putting herself into molds that didn't necessarily suit her, she let alone. She needed that black Christmas paycheck one way or the other. <laughs> Exactly right. Um, but what I love about that is it just kind of proves that Star Wars, in its new legitimacy, uh, can can call to people her caliber. 
I gotta go ahead and do one of these. <sighs> Where'd I lose you? <laughs> I I love that perhaps arguably <laughs> oh, granted no. the most profitable movie franchise uh-huh, if you yep. factor in all the little variables not just in the history of mankind but very much possibly in the future of mankind as well charlie says now that it's been legitimized by charlie liking it that was yeah. the only thing that was missing yeah. from that the was resume missing... i get it i get it Look, that that I was respect that swagger bro good for you see now recognize game son now once again ellis from our facebook uh watch party uh he thinks he's throwing shade right now by saying i looked her up in her best movie sky high sky high is fucking incredible sky high is dynamite sidekick sky high uh might be better than the new spider-man i don't know I haven't watched Sky High in a little bit. Yeah, let's, um, let's let's relax with that a little bit. But um, there is, obviously, there's... again, Charlie fell in love with her. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Sky High is fucking dynamite. And particularly if you're a four-color funny book geek, like certainly us, everyone here watching and listening, without question. Um, but, like, truly, again, I'm going to stick to my guns where um, so, a, a performer of any kind who can shine regardless of the source material around them that's a performer that's worth their weight so to speak that's somebody that you can say look if they can be good in this piece of dog shit imagine what they can do in something with something of uh of value and look yeah. you know uh, i realize that we're only about halfway through book of boba fett and there's somewhat mixed reviews to put it kindly um Certainly, Mandalorian has received nothing but rave reviews from anybody that has anything but intelligent things to say. I realize there's some dum-dums out there still. Can't do anything about that. But Charlie's right. The Star Wars content that's coming out of the house of Filoni and Favreau, I refuse to give anybody else any credit. (laughs) Me Um, too. What's coming from them when they dumped over their toy box is just the good good. It's well thought out. There's little, um, there's little nuggies out there of uh, fan service that, that you can gobble up if you're a huge fan like myself. If I can refer to it, I'm like, oh my god, we were just talking about it off screen. Holy crap, there's a toy that was produced just for the toy line, was never on screen, and then you see it. Two of them, as a matter of fact, in one damn scene. When you have a circumstance like, uh, like Ahsoka herself. Who was an yes. animated, you know, fabricated character? Truly, she's all. She's really like the Star Wars uh, version of Harley Quinn, who was who originated in the damn cartoon. Actually, throw it back even before Harley Quinn. The Star Wars Christmas special gave us not just laughs, gave us Boba Fett, right? Boba and- Fett. We, we saw Boba Fett animated before we ever saw him straight up chilling next to Bosk and IG Mother Sucker. So. Look, there's the Star Wars in particular has a long, rich, storied history of, you know, pulling people off the bench, as it were, and making them the star shortstop for the team. They're good at it, and I have no doubt that they're going to continue this trend with this type of casting, man. You put the best people up there. You got, she's a maniac, maniac on the floor, ripping it up in Book of Boba Fett, still looking damn good, and she's like 107 years old. So Star yeah. Wars in my uh, in my book, in the book of John Rivera, CEO, 
can do no wrong. They're they are on one hell of a fucking streak right now. Did your brain immediately go to like what legends character or what character from the current canon uh, is she playing? Because I know the moment I saw and you hit me to it. You sent me the article. Yeah. And immediately I went like, oh, we just may have met her friend before her because if she plays uh, if she plays Dr. Afra, I'm going to fucking have my head spin off my body would that, that be like character your... could have been drawn based on her is that your number one ask basically if i said hey we're casting this particular performer who do you want her to portray like character wise could you not wait to see that character or is this just <laughs> no, a, I mean, like a one-for-one one match see it's it's it it might mm, that's that's super difficult because right. it's one it's of those algebra. things like the well the biggest get for me on the show is like is mew being in it that's that's that weighs more than any of the characters that she could perform i'm so like she could be whatever character she... like yay mew fuck yes i'd be, be like oh a, that's my favorite droid sipping droid that hair color changes all the time You're like i don't know what the hair equivalent would be but like some kind of color change all the time i'm fucking it. i'm all the way in um the the one so i was like positive that the doctor would be in um, and I was talking to one of my friends before the show, and their pitch I think I like even more than mine, which is uh, Mara Jade. Like how fucking dope. I mean, would that, that would be? be that would be truly the. I mean, it's ultimate. ultimately far fetched. It's super far fetched because you would have to change established canon so much so because now isn't Mar she... for anyone who's unfamiliar, Mara Jade comes from the now what they refer to as the legacy. Uh, uh, kind of like arm of Star Wars when the Star Wars movies it used kids uh, if you're pulling up uh, pull up the computer to the fire right now or your phone because I know everybody's watching the shit under their covers uh, with the lights off I get it we're pretty sexy um, but uh, we used to have to wait years between Star Wars installments and uh, in order to satiate the geeks amongst us they used to produce books now books for anyone who's unaffiliated, that's something that's made out of paper and ink. It's very often bound in a very sexy way. And you can decorate your little kid's office with them. Um, yeah, but books would come out from the Star Wars universe. And we would have to really uh, wonder, is this legitimate? Same thing with the comics. When you would see Star Wars comics that rolled out from Marvel and then elsewhere. You're like, is this, is this legitimate? Because even when they portrayed stories that you had already seen you're like fucking vader's not green what are you talking about like there were those little things so i got a little off topic but mara jade was somebody who was introduced to us in the books she's hooking up with luke she's she was an assassin she was working for the emperor like she is a fucking dope character and she also had a what a twist moment she ends up you know clearly coming over to the to the right side of the conversation and um uh, you know, they have, you know, uh, spitting out kids. And, uh, like, it was all kinds of crazy. And I was particularly upset with what they ended up doing with the Han and Leia uh, legacy stories as opposed to what we saw on the screen. Because what we saw, I mean, it's, a lot of it was heartbreaking. I don't want to spoil it because those are still widely available. But... Um, and excellent. And, uh, well, that's the thing, Charlie. They are... I, I again, we you know our policy. We don't talk about oh this is good, all oh, this is bad. There's what you liked, what you didn't like, what you loved, what you could fucking never see again. I loved 
the direction that they took the Han and Leia story in now the legacy books, um, and and just dramatic and very. Uh, you didn't like, love like divorce a, a pay, and sadness. I mean, you know, like you could fucking turn on Divorce Court, you know, on Channel Two if you want to see that stuff. Fucking emo kids. I have a brother. I understand. I get it. Like I totally understand that. That's not a new story for me. But um, that all being said, I I loved what they did in the books. And Marriage Aid is another one of those examples. That being said, I I don't think she's gonna be Marriage Aid. Who do you? Is there anyone? Do you even dare dream at this point? They keep throwing everyone amazing in these in these shows. Are you like Danny Trejo broke my mind? Everyone's if, possible now. If they are, what do you mean? As far what what are you if asking? They like, who I want her to play or who I'm hoping to see? I'll take either. But at this well, point, what I what I was which would you prefer? Give me who do you think she's gonna play? I honestly don't know because at this point, with what the this is what I was gonna say what they're doing in the direction that they're carrying this storytelling, she could likely... Play, she may as well be fucking playing, like, a figure that was included with a playset that you got from, you know, like, that was on fucking sale at KB Toys. It was off-season. It was after Christmas. You're like, eh, whatever. It had, like, one silver boot, one red boot, and you never thought about it again. And there, all of a sudden, now here's this very, very talented performer portraying that character... And fucking that character ends up being like the centerpiece of the entire goddamn universe. So that's what they're doing right now. They are really, they 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 have us on that razor's crest edge where we really don't know where that story is going. And and if I may say, the one knock that uh that I've heard banded about on Book of Boba Fett that I can somewhat agree with, and this has a lot to do with my own personal hubris. I have no fucking idea where they're going. There's no established IP to where they need to end up. I have no idea what they're building towards. I can I can guess. I can know you know I can tell you, well this is what I would do with what they've established and that's a fun game, but as far like I'm not going to go to I'm not going to Vegas or AC or now in New York you can just do it on your phone. I'm not putting any money on it. I'll put it that way. Do you have a big ask? <laughs> I Again, Depends I mean, every every time I I think I do, someone like Mew shows up. So I'm just going to steal Ellis's from the chat. Uh, Antonio Banderas as Mando's dad. Zaro Deloro. He said something funny. Zaro Fett. I don't like Zaro Fett. The <sighs> Zorolorian. I got to tell the truth. I'm not sure who I'm more angry at <laughs> at this point. Ellis? For floating out that nonsensical bullshit, or my own brother Charlie, for not just repeating it, but mangling the delivery of said material. Uh, and one might argue that if I sat here and said, Hey, Ellis, hey, Charlie, I love that joke, dynamite drop in, you guys are really bringing a lot to the table today, that would make me one thing and one thing only. And that would be a goddamn liar. Just like Ellis's favorite, but nobody else's toy boy, George Lucas. Because one thing and one thing only, Han shot first. Clink. 
Oh. All right. <coughs> I remember my first shot too, Charlie. You'll get through it, buddy. Power through. Power. I don't know that through. I will. Um, you know, the, uh, other than the amazing Star Wars TV getting me through life, and uh, fucking Peacemaker on HBO Max. Yeah, you know, seasonal depression's real. Regular depression's real. I battle all the time, and sometimes it feels like, like they are creators and whatnot that are just vying to keep me going. Because week to week, I all the demons are kept at bay with being like, well, Book of Boba Fett's Wednesday, and then Peacemaker's Thursday, and then and then you you have to catch up on AEW. There's so much amazing stuff out there. That I'm here, I, I hear about things weeks or months ago, and I go, that all sounds pretty goddamn amazing, but I have the I do not have the bandwidth to process it. <laughs> Such was the case for Moon Knight, Moon which I'm just Knight. I'm <clears throat> just today processing the 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 pendulum swing. That may occur with Moon Knight. I think I've watched that trailer a dozen times. Yeah. Just trying to piece together. Now, for, for those for those who, who don't know, Moon, yeah, there he is. Moon Knight's been around for longer than I have. I have. Um, Werewolf by Night. far more popular. It's true. <laughs> uh, Werewolf by Night is where he made his debut. He was a, a villain who turned into a hero who kind of has been reinvented through the years. I think the 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 ten cent and inherently pretty wrong uh, explanation of Moon Knight is some people are like he's Batman, but not Batman. When he's nothing like Batman. For one, he's kind of super powered up a little bit. They both have capes. I mean, I guess they have that going for him. But for the first time in a long time, and I don't know if it's just that the the Marvel model has trained me to not look for something to be directly ripped out of the books, but it's taken out of the books lovingly and kind of reassembled with pieces of itself. Oh, you mean the TV show? Correct. Yeah, or, oh. or their movies as well. But for the yeah. Moon Knight TV show, they're clearly changing things up. I mean, sure. uh, Mark, just his you know, costume itself automatically like now this is a character who like he changes costumes like fucking Cher at the Academy Awards. That it's is like him and Wonder Woman. They're like reference. So <laughs> shout out to all my oldies out there. Um, yeah, like his costume. He he's known for changing his costume up. So that is not yeah. not inherently is uh, oh Ishmael in the house. What's up, sucker? Um, so that's not uh, that is not unheard of for this particular character. But even as a devoted Moon Knight. Uh, guy like myself, I have never seen this type of a uh, look for him, but I like it. I, I I absolutely dig it. It has elements of his most recent um like superhero costume change. Like that center plate is very very out of the black and white Moon Knight costume. Yeah, the forehead, that, uh, you know, shot. Yeah, and... there's obviously it, it. You can fucking tell it's Moon Knight, which is half the battle right there because a lot of times these costumes are kind of. Is ashamed. he wearing all white? Does he have a crescent moon on him? Can I just say, obviously, what what started Charlie down this uh, Moon Knight path um, was the trailer that dropped. Now, the the particular day, the, the trailer, by the way, is fire. So if at this late date, if anyone here has not seen the trailer, uh, watch it. 
go watch it. It's it's fresh as hell. Um, uh, what's his face? I forget his name. His name escapes me right now. But um, uh, the actor portraying uh, uh, Moon Knight is uh, is a great Oscar actor. Isaac. Oscar Isaac, thank you. He's also acquired literally. I saw a very funny meme saying that he's acquired like the. Uh, the franchise fucking Infinity Gauntlet. He's <laughs> collecting franchises to put Thanos to shame at this point. But he's like a very accomplished actor himself. So this this is like, again, what we were talking about before. When you have content that's worthy, scripting that's worthy, a story that's worth telling, it doesn't make a difference that it came from a comic or that it came from the mind of a no-chin-having George Lucas. It doesn't make a difference. If you have good content, good stories... You will get good people. This is another example of that. But the trailer, which is what I wanted to mention, and then I'll, I'll let you take the reins back, Charlie. It dropped during the playoff game. Uh, yes. The playoff game, it was between... Uh, the hell game was it? Uh, it was... Um, fuck. It was Wild Card Weekend because it just passed. Uh, regardless, regardless. It played during the playoff game. Um, they pushed it and whatnot. But we were expecting it on a different day. They ended up pushing it the day that they, it debuted. It was a hundred percent full moon illumination. That day, I was like, little things like that. That nom, is nom, 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 the nom. best Cordy should ever rubbing the nips. Like it is just very gratifying when they reward nerdy behavior like mine with even more nerdiness. Yeah, it's 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 just enabling. It's enabling. It really is. It, it justifies this like weird yeah. love and and special affinity. But but what specifically about Moon Knight feels yeah. like it has the potential to truly, truly, truly shift the foundation of the the Marvel, you know, visual universe. Because again, it's more than cinema now because they're taking yeah. over the TV landscape. What I love about this trailer, because, again, the Netflix Marvel shows were a different division. They they are not part of the Marvel Cinematic U uh, Universe. Even pulling in Kingpin now and pulling in Matt Murdock, these are, at best, close variants. The actors have almost said as much, that these Wait, takes on the characters are... Repeat that sentiment, that the TV The Netflix shows... TV... Oh, the Netflix TV shows. I got Correct. You. Okay. Yeah, the Netflix TV shows aren't attached. And what I loved about the Moon Knight trailer was it was unapologetic about what it was. Moon Knight, the character, and I don't know if this is going to happen in the show, and I doubt it will in a first season, but this is a character who once got his knees taken out and it looked like a bear ate him. Like, this is not a four kids character this is a marvel no, knights no, no, no. character and and having him have a miniseries with this cast um i i mean again it seems that the main villain is going to be portrayed by ethan hawk it looks like he's also sure. an amalgam of a bunch of characters from the from the comics i think it's brilliant because this is the definition of a d-list character like we're a year away if this show that's, is good that's way harsh marcia I, I, well it's it's d-list Oof, I mean, what? What? Where have they ever embraced as a? a you know, I'm not even talking about a tent pole. You, would, you think right now? I would call him a C-list character. What did you consider Iron Man when his movie came out? B. He was a well. I mean, when the, I mean, by the time it got to trailers, I was like, this is 
and he's elevation. An <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is an elevation. I'm like, what comes before A? Because that's where he's at. Um, but prior, when they're like, we're making an Iron Man he's movie. He's Eternals level. Like, Would you agree? B- would you agree he's Eternals level? And Eternals who? were uh, Moon, Knight. Moon Knight. As many yeah, people I, knew I, about I, the Eternals would, as Moon Knight. I would say they're both. that they, I will put them both in that C category. A full C, so to speak. So I will I will uh, uh, Teddy. acquiesce and I will say, sure, he's a C-list character. He, a year from now, is this is my bold prediction, a year from now, we're going to see a lot of crescent moons on T-shirts, and there's going to be a lot of people well, who don't know shit about sure, Mark Spector right sure. now it's saying adorable. how Mark Spector is his goddamn favorite. This is what the comic book nerd lives for, that moment Absolutely. where some like bit, tiny bit, the um actually of it all, as we'll <laughs> refer to it now. Carolyn, we're going to get you on here. Um, that that's what you live for. You acquire tidbits of little detail and information, and you hoard them like gold under the goddamn mountain with your dragon leathery wings until the day when Mark Spector raises up and is like the most popular thing since sliced bread. And you go back, um, actually, did you know? Like that is the best payoff. That's really the only payoff, quite frankly, unless you have a podcast and you start jibber jabbering like us morons. Um, it's the fucking best. It is the best. I also hope that um, I hope that they take the opportunity to change up the look during the course of the run because that is an integral part of the character. Also, he is he's out there, man. I don't want to use any terminology that's gonna get me in trouble with the PC police. He is out there. He is I not mean, operating one thing I, on the same mental level as everybody else. One thing that's awesome about Mark Spector is he is very specifically at best, um, in best mental health, he's four people in one body. And what the show seems to be leaning on is something that the that the the comics delve into in a fantastic run um but where they're like well it's multiple personality disorder uh just camera one no it's not that motherfuckers all really different um fucking definitely a spoiler uh probably for season three um but like you That's said like there's saying that constantine dealt with a bunch <laughs> of people with multiple personality disorder they have horns uh, yeah. and wings though and hooves is that usually normal nah don't worry about it, it says it right here in my textbook what I love about Moon Knight is the character and brutality are one in the same, more yeah, so yeah. He than even Punisher. Because if you water down Moon Knight, yeah, he's kind of Batman. That's the ten cent version. But Barely. the real Nine the cent. character, the sure the character of Moon Knight though that brutality is built in. And in the comment section, Teddy uh, throwing out Cloak and Dagger, Dagger, who are two characters I absolutely love. Those characters aren't inherently brutal, right? No, so no. Moon Knight is introducing this level. When you're in love. That's true. They are the Moon Knight is going to add a level of violence to the MCU that hasn't been there before. Since, this since Daredevil came off of Netflix, quite frankly, and Daredevil didn't count real. Like Daredevil was well, always this other, yeah. right? There's no, there's not going to be what Marvel seemingly lo- looks to be doing right now is they're crafting within the mcu the like hey look it's fucking thor and he got jokes how great is that 
don't look over there. Because over there is going to be fucking Blade and Moon Knight and Black Knight. And they, they have this place now to tell these stories and they don't have to worry about selling toys. And that is incredible. And they will sell they're, toys. They're still going to do that, man. Like, you got to understand, Charlie. I understand you are still a relative young buck in the game. But they made cartoons and toys out of Rambo. Well, to be fair. in the face with see, bow this and is, arrow on purpose. This, this is the problem, though. Because we occasionally get accused of being shills. And never has your corporate sponsorship been more transparent than you wearing the RoboCop line of clothing from Prada for today's episode. <laughs> so you doing this subconscious bullshit where you're like, they'll, they can merchandise it. It's a great idea. Don't do drugs, kids. Like, we see through you, Nancy sir. Says so. <laughs> we see through, but you know what this feels like just to me. Just because it feels... your comic book and cartoon heroes <laughs> just sat around in, in sewers, eating pizza, talking about surfing. You're not surfing, you fucking turtles. What's wrong with you? Your knockoffs are far better at surfing than you. I will take a battle toad any day <laughs> of the daggone week. Um, Dare yeah, I say, yeah, the Ninja Turtles, wrong. the worst. Uh, aquatic Better alive, you're of... coming with me, creep. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like the street sharks would also outsurf, uh, you street know, sharks. not only the Ninja Turtles, yeah, but street sharks would be tough. Yeah, the street sharks roll up the ride and they bite you, and their eyes roll back and <laughs> dead like a daughter's eyes. Uh, and then the screaming, oh Michelangelo screaming. Oh God, that's a crossover. I, I think right now. I think the natural fear is one Teddy brought up in the chat is that does disney how much does disney water it down and my answer to that is that trailer is brutal doesn't look like, like whatever the hell he's beating the shit out of in that bathroom is not, like yeah, that thing's whatever, not doing okay whatever you're hitting the, that thing's not come up and uh cousin paul threw out right away too like that he was not he that he didn't particularly care for moon knight in the comics but he has high hopes for the miniseries just based on the trailer i would give it a little addendum to that paul I would also say the pedigree mm. that Marvel is bringing to the table with everything else that they've done. Because I'll be the first one to say it. First and first mostly, I hate being wrong. Frankly, there's only one thing I hate more than being wrong. And that's admitting that <laughs> I was wrong. It's frankly the hardest part of my day. Makes sense. Um, yeah, truth, truth, it's truth time, right? But... Marvel has a very established track record at this yeah. point of taking a character that I could give two shits about. Like, one, a good shit, a good morning shit where you're like, mm, what does my day look like today? And one, the angry, dejected, today sucks shit at the end of the day. I will give those two shits about some of these characters, but Marvel's like, get off the bull, buddy. Wipe it down. Light a candle because you will give two shits about these characters now they've just become very very good at it and it's not just because so much of their storytelling is interlaced some of it is granted some of it is like you can't really miss anything at this point a character might come up with a flick or with a series you're like eh, i'm good but then you're not good because you are going to be missing a chunk of the storytelling that's going to carry you over to whatever the hell is next so 
I'm sorry, you have to care at least enough to get uh, to get to that point, to get from point A to point Z. But I'm telling you, you're, you're going to like it. Marvel is just, hey, they're batting a thousand. They really are. I mean, the, the, I, Hawkeye, <laughs> Hawkeye was elevated this year. Not only Kate Bishop, who begs to be called like the agenda driven Kate Bishop, like the articles were pre-written yeah. and that show was so good. I, I didn't catch one person and that character truly is like, oh, she's a little bit better at everything than her counterparts. But yeah. that story was so well built and so true to its source material and so and and so mm -hmm. lovingly crafted. Moon Knight, for me, for someone who who I never worshipped at the Marvel altar more than Marvel Knights. Like the fact that Marvel it was like, Knights no, but these aren't yeah. these aren't for kids. And the books like them. And Moon Knight, even when it wasn't under that banner, was very clearly the like, kid, you want you want the good shit? Here's Moon Knight. Here's Punisher. Come around Here's the Daredevil. Take and $20 I, and I, out of your mom's bag and meet me behind the back. And I think what's going to happen that's going to be really goddamn interesting is, like, also this is a whole different genre of magic exists in the Moon Knight comics. And so far, and again, it's hard to base it off the trailer, but that's why I like talking about it on, on Front Street before we dive into the show because it's that anticipation that's part of the fun. It's part of the fun. The they're, they're, Marvel magic tends to be color coded. This is the the this seems very very different. But ultimately, what it got me thinking about is at this point, my well is truly running very dry of characters I'm dying to see get the live action treatment like i'm mm. already eating my own tail because i'm like all right reintroduce daredevil proper now like i want to see what's the new suit like i got the new souped up kingpin can't wait till he's back oh shit punisher's waiting in the wings how are we going to bring back punisher is going to be weird samurai terrible logo punisher ripped out of the comic books now oh we're going to get a new electro like i have bulls you know my waiting for blade i have my decade of fun yeah. laying in front of me for marvel Nice. Right. For some people like Teddy, Tev Teddy name dropped Craven the Hunter for Teddy. That might be like in the spot. Like, what can the Spider-Man movies do? Craven's there kind of waiting. Been my waiting, question to you. Actually, yeah. My question to you, John, is I, I'll start with the easiest one right now in the Marvel Cinematic. Who's your guy? If the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a fighting game, who's your go to? You know, I'm always going to. Uh, throw Matt Murdock on my shoulder, and I'm going to show, show him the way uh, anywhere yeah. I can because Daredevil, I, that character is my number one Marvel character, not by an inch, by a mile, yeah. uh, but that mile away, Elektra, Moon Knight. I have these badass characters promised to me. Who right now is your number one? You know what's tough? Uh, first and first, mostly I do got to throw out there, Yo, Joker Stream coming to us from Twitch. Um, it it is uh, it is tough because, like you said, uh, they've they've given us so much already, and and given us quite frankly stuff that was not expected and has hit, has just like hit in the clutch, uh, hit it out of the park. Um, I'll also say that I have not just one version but two versions of Daredevil in my Marvel fighting game because I'm unlocking stuff like a champ. So Daredevil is also 
one of my highest uh, power guys. So he's also one of my go-tos, but legitimately. Um, <laughs> at, at this point, considering a few things, uh, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting Namor, but I'm pretty sure that's about to happen. Um, I, I will say this. And by the way, it was the Cards-Rams game. The, the cards rams playoff game that's when the moon was at 100 percent illumination and we also got the trailer like literally uh the most um the the, the most appropriate time to get it but no I, i'm gonna throw out there uh and please please um stay with me if you guys are unfamiliar uh white tiger Ooh. and this might be coming well, white from tiger my... hasn't debuted yet no, that's what I'm saying. That that was your question, right? Who who you're? No, no. My question for? was who is your who is your current number one? That that's no, out that there. That wasn't the question we talked about. Um. Well, I was going to segue into all, this, so I don't care now. Let's just talk all, about White Tiger. Well, no, no. That that that's a legitimate question. I mean, that's already out there. I, I, yeah. So 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 in other words, Daredevil is the character that's already out there that you are. Well. <laughs> I'm cheating because he just popped up in Spider-Man. Yeah. So so for me, it would be Groot was the number one. Then Matt showed up, and I was like, get out of my face, Groot. So you're happiest about Groot being there? Yeah, because... like when he popped up in What If, I was like, yeah! I see, I see. And um... now I have waiting in the wings my NC-17 Daredevil. So I'm going from like, ah, I really like this to like, ooh, baby, I can't wait. Because what I feel like, and, and let me preface it with this, because I know the second half of your answer, I feel yeah. like Marvel's now opening up their universe to a point where it's like the transition from Superman to Batman the Animated Series. Like, I fucking loved Super Friends. But yeah. that, like, by comparison to me loving Batman the Animated Series, Super Friends ain't shit. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, So, so yeah, to, to get back to the revised version, um... The character that's been given to us, even even though like barely, like truly, just like like uh, heavy petting over the clothes, like you like you, you barely you barely have a foot off first base because you're not exactly sure if the left fielder is gonna you know is gonna get the pop up and you can go to second. Um, Black Knight and you you very yeah. quickly reference him so. We got just like just the tip, just, of just Black the tip Knight. of that sword. We got his uh, alter ego in essence, uh, and we know that he was giving it good to Cersei. So good on him for that. But uh, Jon Snow, he he's bringing us the character. Obviously, we're gonna see more of him in the upcoming Blade. Um, the Ebony Blade has already been kind of established as what's uh, laying in the. I think his case. name is just Blade. You don't have to specify that he's Ebony. How dare you? Charlie has just been canceled. So Woo! anyone currently in chat, please Took feel free to time. message me with all your credentials. <laughs> the good news is you don't really need many credentials to replace either one of us. Um, but no, I, I particularly am a big fan of Black Knight. I love what he can do, what he can contribute to the current Marvel storytelling and i'm also just a sucker for any like sword swinging action bro like I i'm all about it bring it on well that's i what i love about that was that your right now your number one seed is one that you're going to get like the same way that i now have moon knight showing up it's you you literally haven't even gotten to see the costume yet so talking now about the one you're you're most excited to see in white tiger another character i fucking love 
Um, do you have a specific iteration of of White Tiger? Are you going the more well, modern female is, White Tiger? This is, this is what I was gonna say. I think that a character like White Tiger op, uh, is would be successful on so many levels right now. And the reference that I used was the John Leguizamo of it all. This was uh, this was my prepared statements for Congress. Um, <laughs> there is a like a a, a very much an active. Uh, push right now of representation of inclusion of varied storytelling so again anyone who's unfamiliar with white tiger which i realize that very well might be a big majority white tiger um george perez creation uh with you know 50 50 i forget the other creator but um this is a character oh good catch by me hey um a, a magical uh amulet bestows oh we lost you we lost your audio so i'm gonna I'm pull back, up a I'm little bit oh okay. he's back no, relax a little um so yeah the, i just the, can't wait for you i know to oh, he's like oh I'm we like, lost him sorry guys uh, that's it uh charlie's like take my t-shirt off Woo! so anyways <laughs> um the the magical amulet is what gives white tiger the abilities um that the white tiger has uh, also a New York-based hero, so especially if you're doing more of like the lower-level, non-Avengers-level action, this is very much a character. But it's a, 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 a Latino, Latina, depending on the version currently, a character, which, quite frankly, in the Marvel Universe is kind of, uh, uh, kind of lacking. Um, also, as well as, I would love to put it out there, you know that I am not at all a fan of of um of like oh here's the here's the male version here's the female version here's a sidekick version here's a pet version like can you fucking stop it i can appreciate a mantle more than maybe and nobody else more than santa claus um but i'll say this if you introduced it with an established version like the uncle have him die whether you want to do it like the wrongfully accused fucking die in prison like there are so many interesting versions that you can tell and then have the niece pick up the mantle and run with it Ooh, skin tight tiger shaped latina running around screen i don't care if it's a big screen or small i am there for it now you know why i couldn't wait to get to that answer <laughs> i um, mean you can't it would be dynamite it would just be you... dynamite you absolutely can't uh, go wrong, in my opinion, with White Tiger. And I especially love this idea of you introduce her first with the with the background of like White Tiger was this character, and it. Yeah. The cool thing you about have his this historical level, runnings, you know what I'm saying? Like this, that that's the that that would be the foundation of your first episode or your first yeah. installment, whatever the case might be. Then you could let her run. You know, and and what I what I love about it. Um, <laughs> What I love, I really do love this comment too. Ellis throwing out there, my my nightmare. If we sold the comic to Disney, um, you have to you have to specifically watch one of the video versions to see the funny thing Ellis said because I have it up on the screen. I'm I'm gonna break my own rules. I'm not gonna read it to you, podcast audience. Wow, Charlie. Still leave a a review though. Um, But what my point is is this, my friend, the building a story like that for any of these street level heroes yeah is the is a lot more interesting to me right it, because i can buy why iron man spider-man and thor are not showing up for a gang shooting like they got to worry about galactus Spider-Man and might. shit 
Spider-Man. They got yeah, maybe Spider-Man. They got to worry about like space shit, Long right? Man. It's the old. It's that notion of. Well, they put like the the world actually also kind of sucks with some things, and sometimes people need their ass fucking kicked. What I love about White Tiger is again, Marvel still does struggle with like very important female characters. We now have uh, the new Hawkeye, ironically a mantle toss, um, in Kate Bishop, um, Teddy thrown out. You know, Luke Cage is waiting in the wings. My Luke Cage question has for a you- very important anniversary coming up. I don't know how they don't. Bring him, uh, take him out from uh, under the covers. Pretty. I soon. mean, it see it seems like a waste. Uh, but my final question to you, to wrap it up, um, is, actually, oh Carolyn Squirrel Girl, uh, absolutely does need to be uh, brought back immediately. Carolyn, who I fully blame for all of my YouTube viewing, watching anyone who have not introduced Carolyn to. Um, as a very, very good friend of mine and to the show, introduced us to Um Actually, and we will be lovingly ripping off Um, um Actually with a U.S. Comics version uh, episode coming up in which Carolyn will be, uh, I'm sure, the winning contestant. Uh, I love but this yes, plan. Squirrel I'm... Girl will be done with it. Just two quick facts. John hates mantle tosses so, so much. However, John is the boy squirrel girl. He's squirrel girl man. <laughs> because true. my you're, brother you're right. my brother has truly trained squirrels to come and I'm not saying I didn't help. I'm not saying I didn't buy like a, a you know a table for the squirrels, but a nonetheless table for the squirrels. Squirrel girl boy John Rivera will be your introduction next week. John, my segment is out of time, so I don't want you to elaborate. I just want the very, very simple and factual answer, and I want you to say it aggressively, and I want you to say it with your soul. Uh, White Tiger, the series, or White Tiger, a major motion picture? I've been fully converted at this point. I want the series. It's a future topic, definitely, but spoiler alert, like, fuck movies. I don't need them anymore. You give me shit in eight-hour increments, or you don't give me nothing. With that being said, the best part about eight-hour increments is you can fill that time with awesome, awesome activities. John! Yeah. I bet we got a couple more activities other than this show for them. Why don't you tell these beautiful people one of our sponsors today? I can tell you the sponsors, Charlie, but first you'd have to ask a question, and that is, where are we dropping? It's with Sergeant Finesse. Find him gaming on both Twitch and Facebook, multiple streams every day, outstanding gaming content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. If you need a pick-me-up, though, mm-mm, and boy, do I need one today. Follow the White Rabbit over to Sneak energy.com use code sgt at checkout Mm. so good looking for some fresh new merch like maybe robocop's undershirt go over to geeks unleashed or charlie's ramona flowers custom job go over to geeksunleashed.com use code s-a-r-g-e sarge at checkout there when the sarge is on deck you salute gg's son I like your style, and I love that sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, before I get to my sponsor, if you want a shirt just like this, it is completely handmade by me. It is my Ramona Flowers special. I will make one 
I will make one for the first person to private message us and give me $35. And I'll make it and I'll mail it anywhere in the world. If we have no takers, I'll feel bad. So one of you do it. John, when I make these custom shirts for myself because I get bored or frustrated, uh, my favorite thing to do is to put on a little bit of music. I love that our producer is going to take it, and I will charge them. Um, <laughs> my absolute favorite thing to do is to kick back and listen to some tunage. And the way I do it personally is I rock out to that Bad Mary. You can find Bad Mary. They play our intro song. You'll hear a song at the end. You can find them anywhere on social media over at Bad Mary Band. Their entire discography is available right now wherever you can stream music. And you can go to badmary.com to buy some uh, merch and support them. You can also just throw piles of money at them over at patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. My Great. dear brother. Work. What, uh, tell me the things that occupy your mind this week. Charlie, um, I tried to stay on the lighter side of life. Unfortunately, Teddy coming to the house looking for that tea shizzy. He's going to be a one-on-one. Yeah, Teddy. Don't worry about putting it under glass and, like, saving it for the resale value. Just wear <laughs> that shit. Um, but, um, sometimes life... I'm sure you'd agree, and everyone watching and listening would probably as well. Sometimes life has other plans for your day, right? They say if you really want to make God laugh, tell him or her your plans. <laughs> I like to think it is indeed Alanis Morissette up there because just that gentle Canadian pop star vibe is really what I want to get to have waiting for me at the pearly gates. Um, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, again... I want to be just in the glow of life. Only good news. Let it come my way. Unfortunately, I have a computer. And sometimes <laughs> when that, uh, when those two forces collide, you end up with a a two tsunami, a tsunami of bull sugar. And uh, that's what I found waiting for me this morning on my clicking. Uh, a much loved duo. Of IP is lost to one of my absolute favorite favorite publishers, IDW Publishing, who Charlie gives money to hand over fist on I a really do love IDW basis. Um, they have and are losing at the end of this year the rights to not just the Transformers. Robots in disguise, but also as well as, damn straight, G.I. Jizzo and Cobra. Cold-blooded. the actual hell. Now, Mattel is one of those ownership houses that tends to lump things together. Transformers and G.I. Joe were never, were never in the same game coming up as an 80s kid you played with your transformers separate if anyone made a guest appearance in your transformer playing it was maybe your matchbox cars and even <laughs> then you had to have the matchbox and the hot wheels you had to have them off like 
off in the distance. And like even as a little nerdy kid, I would be playing forced perspective. Uh, and I'd have like Starscream flying through the sky. And maybe there'd be a Pontiac GTO down on the ground on the carpet that looked a little bit like a road. Mom can t- tell you about that one. The area rug looked like a road. It was awesome. Uh, and I'd have the little matchbox down there. And yeah, if you put them together, they didn't quite match up. Ah, but forced perspective... I was a little cameraman even back then. But never G.I. Joe, Charlie. You didn't play G.I. Joe's when the Transformers were out of the of the toy box. But even as a little kid, shocking to everyone, I know, even as a little kid, sometimes I was wrong. And um, it was actually Marvel that did it first. Marvel really, uh, they had the, the both properties in their comic book uh, lives. And Marvel is who mashed them together for the first time. So my little mind blew up. I'm like, oh, Optimus and Duke at the same time? Uh, outstanding. <laughs> That's right. Gem is also in the same universe. Um, but that all being said, uh, IDW is like, yeah, we're with John. We're, our toy box looks like this. We're going to play with these things together. And uh, that story is damn over, man. IDW that famous is image. It's Hasbro's properties. I don't know what I said before. Mattel? I meant Hasbro. Um, at the end of 22. Done. Ha- done. There's, a, there's an image. I think it was from the Marvel Comics of Cobra Commander holding Megatron in gun form. That's so burnt into my brain. Like Superman pull o- Clark Kent pulling open his shirt to reveal the Superman S. Batman on a gargoyle for some goddamn reason. Those are as ingrained in my head as fucking Cobra Commander being like, I'm going to shoot you with the leader of the Decepticons, bitch. Are you aware how emasculating that would be for Duke? What is Duke going to do? Drive up in fucking Optimus? That's weird. Hasn't Duke suffered enough? They killed Duke. They dropped him like a bad habit in the damn G.I. Joe movie. Are you really going to play him dirty like that? Shoot him with Megatron? And I'm not talking about the wide receiver. Um, it's very, actually, this, this is probably a a whole different episode or segment. Um, what we know as the Decepticons and the Autobots were two entirely different toy lines of changing, uh, 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 inanimate objects into robots. And when our American buyers were like, yeah, we'll buy all those fucking robot things. We'll make something out of them. So yeah, of course you had a truck. And you also had a gun. It was like a regular gun. And it looked like a gun. The Japanese version. It was just dynamite. Um, but that all being said. Um, it was just it was just outstanding to see. And really. like that's Isn't that the job of good storytellers? Fuck is to yes. go ahead and say. Hey I have something now. That you and your little pea brain. Never would have come up with. We're what better I love, at playing with your toys than you. <laughs> what I love about it is it allowed for things like like our boy Joker's stream uh, over on Twitch. The, the, like Cobra Commander was the man behind Megatron becoming a tank in the comic books. These cross pollinating of the, the the cross pollination of these worlds in the respectable hands of comic books, right? Because that writers in particular. That you let nerds be nerds, you get what's going on with Filoni and Favreau in Star Wars. When people love it, 
it's not the same as when these licenses specifically transformers like you were saying these were just toys they had their own uh, you know they didn't worlds. even match no one even cared they were like jam together write up something we're businessmen because if i could time travel like i'd be the best best businessman back then because i'm like we can just jam shit together I would have Jem in that comic book if they let me. They'd be like playing this fucking theme for their Jem bot. Jem has an open invitation to go anywhere she wants to go in any of my properties. I'll put that out right now. Someone wants to rock the eye, like you're not even yeah. Dazzler, and look at your eye, man. Like Jem, you're good. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. It's she it's was doing the, the Hannah Montana before even Hannah thought of it. Um, now but, there is one beautiful thing in this tragedy. Yeah. And that's last time IDW lo lost a beloved 80s franchise. IDW, the part of the reason I had such a renaissance with IDW books was they did the most work with the Ghostbuster license. And they lost that license like halfway through 2021. Yeah. And it just they they clearly were operating under the assumption that they were going to renew. Cause that story didn't fucking end. Well, but that's, it wasn't quite as bad as a cliffhanger. That's but it was close. That you, that's only the way that you really can do it. Now, they've it's been established when the story dropped. I, that's what I was looking for. I'm like, okay, well, that means it's expiring. But they're still. It's almost like a player strike. You're like, well, it's not even uh, pitchers and catchers yet. They'll work it out. They'll work it out. And until they actively come to the table and say, nope, we're canceling the. Spring training is canceled now. Now things start to get real. Thank God that that's not uh, that that's not where we're at with the current player strike uh, in baseball. But um, with IDW, that's the feeling that we're that we're getting. It's that yep, we are losing these properties at the end of 22, 17 years they've had Transformers at this point, and maybe like 14, 15 years they've had GI Joe. Now what's really interesting, and I had mentioned it prior, that these properties both came over priorly from the stewardship of Marvel Comics. Now, Marvel yeah. Comics has done some amazing stuff with both of those properties. Matter of fact, uh, I had mentioned it here at some point, uh, at, one, at one point or another, my absolute favorite G.I. Joe story, bar none, is not from the cartoon, not from backyard uh, games that we played at uh, uh, Ann Irma and Uncle Hector's house. Um, it came from one of the Marvel comics and it was a straight up training of prospective yes! G.I. Joe uh, members and it was basically you got to see you got a, 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 a fly on the walls perspective of what a prospective G.I. Joe member has to go through you want to talk to me about Navy SEALs Psh, that's a day in the park compared to what these wannabe G.I. Joes had to go through and then you know because it's still a comic book Certain things happened, and they were pushed into service. And uh, at the end of the day, happy ending for all involved. But that was the type of storytelling. Now, IDW, just like yours truly, could appreciate a good thing. So they said, you know what? We'll gladly take stewardship over the property. But also, as well as, we like what Marvel had been doing. So they said, you know what? We are going to pick up the storytelling from where Marvel left off. How much of a love letter can you write to the fans of a property by saying, hey, you used to go across the street for that good good that you love so much. Now we got it, but don't you worry your pretty little head about it. We are going to continue that storytelling. That is 
that is something that is so lacking in business today of any yeah. kind that is like an appreciation for your end user for the fan that's telling me look this is being made by other fans and that's something that you can really appreciate that's those are the type of uh, companies and um uh, perspectives that deserve your money i'm i'm really sincerely very sad that they're leaving idw well it's it's heartbreaking because again the the model i keep thinking about is ghostbusters and don't get yeah. me wrong i would have read that comic forever even with afterlife kind of ruining the the it's it being canonical from arguably the movies but it was more more canon to the cartoon yeah yeah for sure. I, I them that. disrupting that wasn't was fine by me because i think in idw i trust idw truly is that comic book company for me right now that nine out of ten they hit home runs every time yeah. because they are clearly people no one seems to be it's assigned entertaining. it's just projects. entertaining stuff and it's, it's not... just cheesy enough well the thing is too charlie to hug you it's like people talk about fan service as if it's a communicable disease. Oh, that's fan service. Like equating to like saying that's trash or that there's, there's no yeah. value in that because it's not completely reinventing the wheel. But not every wheel needs to be reinvented. Sometimes some wheels roll along just fine. And, and literally, again, uh, for 17 years and for 14 years, respectfully, their, their property wheels have just been rolling along just fine um it's very very interesting <laughs> uh, it's very very interesting to me um what they're gonna do now because idw still owns um dungeons and dragons which is a huge property and um one might argue just as big a property my little pony so they're still running with it uh, and also, you had mentioned like the the hangover of the the cliffhanger effect, rather, where like it just fucking stops. Now IDW is like they're 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 calling the shots, saying, "Look, at the end of 22, we are losing these properties for whatever the reason. You know, I'm sure there's a, a story, but we don't know it. At the end of 22, we are losing these properties. We wish everybody the very best of luck. That being said, we are wrapping up our stories for that." Ending. how so how amazing would it be situation for either one <laughs> how amazing would together. it be though if that shit ends with like duke decapitating cobra commander be like an america one <laughs> fuck you we don't negotiate with terrorists <laughs> bang, bang! Like, and then it huh. turns out he cuts his other cheek like that first cut was his too like oh shit do crazy he put that first cut on his cheek like the way they tattooed tears <laughs> Unlike prisoners, like I killed a man. Like you got oh, a monsoon on your face. How many people did you kill? Holy shit! I mean that that truly is the one beautiful thing out of this tragedy. Because again, Ghostbusters left me with the bluest of ectoplasm. Um, just because, again, in the comment too, Ellis asked if there was a crossover. Of course, IDW did a Transformer Ghostbuster uh, comic. The Dude, Ecto they One, did a Beast Wars. Uh, um, crossover like they don't and fuck it's, around it's goddamn awesome uh starscream was a ghost of starscream and the ghostbusters and ectotron busted that motherfucker i would imagine that They're right here you can see ectotron star like a g 
ghost voice sounds just like his normal voice. Oh man. Woof. Little fun fact. Um the Star Wars or oh, the Star Wars. The Transformers toys. They used to come they in essence they uh they kind of uh, uh wrote the, the, the blueprint for that like ten power Six intelligence, yes, four dexterity for fucking toys, and you had to use a little red uh translator screen, a red piece of plastic. Joker stream, have a good stream, brother. Um, you had to like it was a secret, like decoded that at, shit. You had to decode some no stuff. Ovaltine. You didn't Just need facts. any Ovaltine. So the interesting part was you had three transformers, which were. For all intents and purposes, identical. They were all F-14 Tomcats. They just had different color schemes. And um, the difference, though, in addition to the color differences, their stats were wildly different. So you had one, and, and their their exact names escaped me because I was not as big a Transformers as I was a G.I. Joe fan. Uh, if you want to talk about Gung-Ho, we can go all day. Uh, Aragashi Clan, you got it. But for the three fighter jets... Uh, you had one which is like very strong but like dumb as dirt, one that was very very smart but weak as shit, and one that was like pretty damn good at everything. So if you had to have a crew of just the three fighters, you know that this was gonna be the leader of the three. Now with all the storytelling pushing him towards the front, even really making a push for leadership of the Decepticons proper, one would say, oh well that 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 boss so to speak. Of the fighters in particular, sure, had to be Starscream, right? Nope. Starscream sucked! He was the fucking worst of the fighter jets. And it's been hypothesized by true geeks that would even embarrass our level. And we're surrounded by toys. Yes. Um, was that when they submitted for pack the, the designs for the packaging, they got mixed up. So Starscream's stats... We're not intended to be Starscream stats. Starscream was always supposed to be the best of the fighter jets, so much so that he could push, uh, that he could push Megatron for potential leadership, or at least do some conniving shit. And uh, he ended up being like the bitch of the three. If you really looked at the stats, so that's you would watch awesome. The cartoon and be like, ah, I'm Starscream. And then you like look at the toys, like you could be Starscream. He's a bitch. Although um, low key, that's brilliant. Some, those that are some stars. Real, uh, Star screams the like dork on the basketball court, just talking so much shit, and He's then he like gets Urkel. on the court and immediately sprains his leg. Man, just instantly. Star screams sucked. Um, again, IDW was truly like again. They, they, there's a lot of Stop idioms I'm gonna steal. Again, it's it was like the house of a, a, imagination almost. In as much as they took these properties that that so much of us loved and elevated them, because. Hmm. Transformers, you know, those cartoons are, are awesome under the lens of the 80s. Of your being Then you watch them now old. and you're like, this oh, isn't sure, great. Sure. This isn't. Rodimus Prime, you got to be kidding me. I was mad about it then, and I'm still mad about it now. Now, I will say this, Charlie. Into every life, a little rain must fall. We know this, right? We're, we're adults here, regardless of the amount of toys that we're surrounded with. Uh, but also as well as the sun must come out tomorrow, a little curly-headed, red-headed girl told me that once, and she was right, because as sad as I was, 
that IDW was losing these wonderful properties, someone had to gain them, right? They're certainly not going to flounder around, flop around on the bottom of uh, on the bottom of the boat with the water swishing back and stinking up to high heaven. No, someone's got to get them. And word on the street is, they are going to be snatched up by none other than zombie loving Robert Kirkman. I hope he reverse engineers it so that it was like an all spark made zombies. Like if you <laughs> just go weird. The sad part is that I know the editor of the US comics cast and I can request specifically, can you edit this real dumb shit that Charlie said? But it's Charlie's also the editor. So he's not going to edit that out. No. So, and I so, think I'm the best. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to turn up my volume and talk right the fuck <laughs> over you. Um, so his... <clears throat> his Skybound Entertainment, which is an imprint of Image Comics, which, again, we are huge fans of here, um, they've already con uh, collaborated with Devil's Due, who, who was another publisher, uh, on the G.I. Joe Transformers comics in the early 2000s. This was prior to IDW kind of swinging the, the mighty schwats. So, um, you know, happy days to here again, I guess. Like, today was a very much an up-and-down day for me. Red Eye had to take my contacts out. Oh, one day that I don't have to drive all over God's creation. But, like, work beat the hell out of me. Um, so it, this was one of the days. I'm like, oh, no, IGW is losing Transformers and G.I. Joe. Oh, but Robert Kirkman might pick them up. So I, I'm, I, today basically gave me whiplash. And yeah, this episode that's hasn't the, helped. That's the, best, uh, that's the best way to be. If there must be bad. Yeah. Let it be followed by Robert Kirkman being interested in doing it. Like, if Robert Kirkman came in and was like, John, I'm going to handle you Thursday. Uh, you Thursday, great. I'm directing. I like, I mean, him, you might have to fight some zombies. Feel free to feed it to zombies because, frankly, I ain't doing shit with it anyway. Like, that would That's... probably be the best use for it. Some some protein for the zombies. Got a long if day. If zombies showed up and fucking prevented me from seeing you in Man of La Mancha, the the whooping those zombies would get. They'd have to restart Walking Dead for just a fat Puerto Rican killing the, the all them zombies. A lot of zombies have bought tickets already, and they're just gonna be sitting there. Not like, and I'm just talking. This about your is mom. a very very <laughs> specific joke, so I apologize to the listeners. The Red Hats aren't that old, John. Oof. How did Charlie get canceled by a group of 80-year-old theater goers? I have no idea. But let me let me ask you, Charlie. So I, I put out there my favorite. Yes. Uh, um, kind of like other rather than the comics uh, stories that are out there. A lot of people would say like, oh, I love the, uh, the Storm Shadow Snake Eyes. Stop it already. Everyone knows Storm Shadow is far superior to Snake Eyes. Damn, Johnny, come lately. Get out of here. There's a reason why you mute. Because you don't have anything good to say ever. Zip it up, buddy. Um, but I, I got to ask you, is there like a favorite IDW era story for either G.I. Joe or Transformers? Something that really kind of stuck to your ribs? I think it was just they... The, the thing about IDW's G.I. Joe run, mm -hmm. specifically G.I. Joe, they were really really i was i was heavy into reading them during the new 52 so okay. there was a lot like, of like i gotta read something because new 52 was so bad it was a palate cleanser something it would it would be it was this safety net and that truly grew 
because when I started heavily, heavily collecting comics again, yeah. I was one of the people kind of bamboozled by the new 52. It's like, all right, we're going physical media again. And it was just sometimes so bad. I was like, what is a delicious Pop-Tart? Well, G.I. Joe is going to be delicious. Well, Transformers is going to be delicious. Well, let me, and it just kept, my IDW selections kept growing because of the quality of G.I. Joe and Transformers. So then I was like, fuck yeah, I'll read their Ninja Turtles. Fuck yeah, I'll, I'll read their Ghostbusters. Oh, so fuck were, yeah, I'll read their Zorro. The oh, interesting. interesting. They were my entry by way of the new 52 bumming me out. So it's like in Sometimes the darkness because, yeah. because again, as much as I consistently have loved image, I, I sometimes I'm rewarded for it. Like this era of image is incredible. But when the new 52 was going on, Marvel wasn't particularly stellar. Image wasn't particularly stellar. And there was this company that was just producing. Again, I, it's snack food. None of it was asking me to do a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. There was a lot of Megatron yelling at Starscream, but it was fucking Rightfully awesome. So. It was awesome because ultimately what they were doing in that era was delivering consistent, fun, quality comics with IP that I enjoy, but wasn't obsessed with. It wasn't like Ghostbusters where every panel I was like, oh, is this a reference to something? I don't know the G.I. Joe yeah, lore that well. Nerd. I don't know Transform Beast War. Again, I'm like very new Pepsi everything. Because Beast Wars was the main Transformer I knew anything about. Oh, that is I was so like, they're cars. Dude, Beast Wars was fucking awesome, and you're insane. Beast Wars it was might have been the worst thing that awesome. happened to television. How dare you Oof, my goof. how dare oh. you I uh, feel like Ellen... they were watching the um they were watching they were using the nasa computers that launched shuttles into space but like the original ones like, like the first what the hell no john beast wars was not amazing beast war i, I take it back beast wars beast was wars hot, hot fire was amazing in the sense that it made it past three episodes. And How dare you? John, the cat I will robot. Say this. I will from... say this. I'll give them credit. I'll give them some little tiny bit of credit. When they transformed, they did look like the toys. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Because the also, iteration great word of Transformers... For a six-year-old, you're like, oh, that's Optimus, so clever. Optimus Primal. Come on. That's good stuff. Very convenient name. I take it back. Uh, they sucked. I hated it. The worst. <laughs> oh, dude, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. How dare it was the good. Chat it was is real divided. Good. good and terrible. But yeah, oh. for 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 me, that era of of, of GI Joes and Transformers, it's infinitely collectible to me. It's infinitely rereadable to me and i'm really really sad even if it lands in kirkman's hands um, no if it if it lands in kirkman's very capable hands i'll be just fine because honestly um i don't like this i don't want to speak for anybody but i can see him potentially saying a similar thing like yeah we're just gonna keep on running with this maybe throw a couple of curveballs or oh, if he see says, you know what maybe uh maybe i'm gonna take this in a totally different direction uh he's the type of creator that i'll say all right let me see what this flavor is gonna end up looking like because again the the content 
uh, is, is content that I like. So I, I would have no problem, honestly, I think, with either version. I think what's great about what was great about the IDW era of, of those franchises was they liked you back. There was no shame in picking up a Transformer book. Like, they knew what they were. My one fear with Kirkman is not everything's invincible. Sometimes, sometimes those comics take themselves too seriously for certain IPs. But, uh, but in, in, in Kirkman, I trust. Well, but the thing about it also is because it didn't come from his brain, uh, it didn't originate with him, to a very large degree, creators like that, you're playing with house money. So even in a circumstance like ours, you know, well, I'll sit, I'll personally, I'll sit there and I will be watching or reading or listening to a particular property and I, I will have a pretty damn good idea. I'm like, hey, this would be neat for that because in the same token, I'm not heavily, I'm not as heavily invested as I would be for something that I birthed, you know, just like slipped out of me in a warm tub and like made a complete mess. But I still loved it. I still loved it. And I got to say, I really feel the same way about this episode. So Charlie, why don't you, why don't you head us in the right direction and we'll wrap that shit up. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what your job is. If you haven't already done it, like comment subscribe it helps the algorithm it helps get us into more people's hands but you directly can impact that handoff by telling a friend share it on your facebook wall share the twitch i think that's how twitch works share the youtube video go to the others comment on old ones tell us how good and what other fictional characters john is accidentally dressed up as john is disney bounding a movie right now and he just looks too too fly uh for the room but my dear brother now that i got all of that stuff out of the way there is only mm -hmm. one way that we end not only this but every single episode of us comics which is available free because we love you so make sure you subscribe to hear back to all the good stuff but John, how do we end this show? It is so simple, Charlie. First and first, mostly, you got to turn the power on. You got to turn the volume up. You got to tune bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We out. <laughs>